I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mind Poppers podcast. It is that time of the week again. Thank God. Now, I know a lot of you are feeling under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. I must say, with this new lockdown announcement, and I won't dwell on it, I won't, but I was feeling so overwhelmed. Because, like I said, if you're following me over on Instagram, I talked about losing my job recently. So, I'm going to be out of the job for the first time. You know, I want to take a month off, really, before I go looking for another job. I need a month off. So, I thought it would be a month for, it was going to be a space where I was going to be able to grow. I was going to be able to, you know sort out my car and like finish my lessons and get my license you know and now with this this whole lockdown looming I'm like well I'll have nothing you know I'll have to just stay inside and there was me you know I was of course a bag of notions you know I was like I wanted to take a fucking art class you know because I had told myself with this time off I was going to make myself a better person was I going to take the art class probably not you know a couple of interesting things right that I can't that happened to come across this week um, before we get into the body of today's episode, which is, of course, in keeping with our Halloween theme, even though everything is always fucked up here, um, our spooky, scary sex stories. <clears throat> There's a couple of things that I heard that, that I have to get off my chest. Okay, one, last night I started watching 60 Days In. You know, that reality show on Netflix where these people go in as undercover inmates in the prison. It is incredible. It is such an emotional roller coaster. Get on that shit. One. Two. Something that I heard that was so fucked up to me. So fucked up, okay? <clears throat> I was chatting with a friend the other night and we were sending voice notes back and forth. I'm a voice no person. <clears throat> um, and so it turns out, okay, we, we were just chatting, sending voice notes, like I said. <clears throat> oh, I got something in that throat. But as it turns out, you know the food pyramid, you know, this basic food pyramid that we all grew up with and it was, kind of gave us an idea of like healthy living about like, you know, what foods we should be eating the most of to, up to what foods we should be eating the least of, right? So as it turns out, when this food pyramid was created, <clears throat> fruit and vegetables were supposed to be on the bottom of the pyramid, you know, which is where carbs are today. Fruit and veg were supposed to be at the bottom of the pyramid, so the most eaten food group. But when they were making up the food pyramid in the United States, the United States actually were listening to the lobbyists, right, and had struck a deal with the farmers um, so they could make more money off, you know, because obviously farmers, you know, the cheapest thing to produce was the carbohydrates, so your cereals, your crops, all of that, your breads. So the US government actually manipulated the food pyramid and told people that in order to eat healthy, you need to be eating most of the carb group, when in fact that was actually a lie and they knew it was a lie. And the only reason they did that was so that they could make money off the agriculture, off the agribusiness in the United States. 
Isn't that so fucked up? Isn't that so fucked up that the powers that be will capitalise, you know, on something so much as how to eat and live healthy? You know, it is soulless. You know, and that really had just bummed me out for the week once I heard that news. And on top of all this lockdown shit, it was a lot. It was just a lot to process, okay? Now I pass that burden on to you, onto your shoulders, okay? Enough about that. The first scary, spooky sex story that I have to talk about, and I don't know if you guys have heard about it before, but you guys are familiar with Kesha, right? You know Kesha, the the pop singer? Um, A lot of you should be familiar, but if you're not, She was in the news a lot in the last, I guess, two years because she had this court case with Dr. Luke, you know, alleging that um, he had raped her. Um, And there was a big whole thing surrounding that and a big movement, you know, people standing with Kesha and all that against her abuser. But if you didn't, if you don't know any of that, then you know Kesha from that song, TikTok, you know, Um, she has a lot of great songs. But so when she was producing one of her earlier on albums, so I guess it must have been just coming off the success of TikTok, um, Kesha had written a song on the album titled Supernatural. And the album was actually called Animal, I think. But this particular track was called Supernatural. So Kesha, uh, Kesha explained to Ryan Seacrest um, on his radio show a couple of years back that the song was actually written about a paranormal encounter that she had. So she was living up at Laurel Canyon in the time in what she describes as a flop house. Um, She said there was a lot of spiritual energy connected to the house. Okay, and okay, a lot of people end up in haunted houses. So what makes this, you know, tale any more special? Well, Kesha said that this energy in the house was a, was, was a male energy. She sensed a male spirit, because Kesha is very open to the supernatural. So she sensed a male spirit, um, and she said that she felt the energy of the spirit getting increasingly more, one, dark, and two, sexual. The sexual energy that this ghost was giving off in the house was palpable. So Kesha recalls one night when she was laying down to bed and her... Or Laurel Canyon home that one night the spirit that whatever had been lurking the halls had entered her bedroom that night as she was going to sleep and the energy radiating off it was magnetic in her own words it was increasingly dark and increasingly more sexual so then Kesha goes on to describe how she actually had sex sexual intercourse with this ghost this ghost started getting all up on her and just rocking her shit you know out of completely out of the blue and Kesha said you know that she was actually really feeling it it wasn't something that she was terrified about but it was actually something that she was you know she was enjoyed getting her you know her back blown out by Casper you know it was something that she was feeling here is a clip of Kesha actually explaining her ghostly encounter of the Randy kind really bizarre and hot but 
then I decided I was like, I need to probably move out. And the day that I was moving out, I found a snake under my pillow. Like a like a leaving present for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this was definitely a guy ghost. Like a snake under. I mean, she describes it as hot. She describes her experiences as hot. So at least we can take it away as a positive, you know? Now the whole finding your snake under the pillow thing, not absolutely thrilled about that at all. Um, <clears throat> but the thing is, okay, can can the paranormal, can people from the beyond or beings from the beyond interact with us in a sexual way, interact with our energy in a sexual way? Because I don't know if I, I've told this story before, but I think that I have, okay? I did not get fucked by a ghost, one. <laughs> Let's clarify that. But I live where I'm living currently, is actually an old scarlet fever ward hospital. And you can actually just look out the window and you can actually see the morgue, okay? So the amount of people that actually died in my home, you know, is a, a really a lot more than the amount of people that die in the average home, you know? They used to take the sailors and the soldiers here to my home, you know, back in the day, when obviously whenever scarlet fever was prevalent, and they used to die here in my home. So if anyone has you know anything knocking about their halls at night it's it's moi you know not only that but like this house is full to the brim of sailors and soldiers you know like you think that my bedroom would be lit up like the red light district at night you know um but uh, what i will say is i have never never had a sexual experience with any of these ghostly soldiers or sailors or whatever spirits may still roam these halls you know I've actually had very little paranormal encounters in this home but I'm like why you know I mean surely there's a god there has to be there's a gang of you there um how come no one has come and tried this you know um I maybe no Kasha or whatever I'm sorry but Kasha is like you know take a shower but (laughs) um for all the spirits that roam this house, you know, I've never, you know, woke up in the middle of the night to, you know, being like, oh my God, why am I facing the wall, you know? Why, like, while I'm being doggy styled by some veteran, you know? It's never happened for me. Um, and as someone who is open to the supernatural, would I? I mean, I don't know, Kesha described it as hot, you know? Um but then again, I mean, you never know what could happen. The veils, the veils between the two worlds become at their thinnest around Halloween, around Samhain, you know. So who knows what's in store for me? You know, I could be the victim of some sort of spiritual gangbang by the 31st of October, you know. And I will report back, but I might be that happy about it, you know. As in, like, whatever about Kesha having this, like, one mysterious ghost that crept into her bedroom, you know. And, like, I don't know, like rocked her shit you know that's one thing i can't have 17 soldiers and 14 sailors coming in here and rocking my world no that will kill me (laughs) i will leave a ghost now moving on from kasha to our own listener mail terrifying scary sex stories i'm going to start with one from myself and this story is entitled the granny flat the granny flat so i was living in dublin okay about three or four years back i was in living in dublin a week no more than a week it was like my first time in the big apple you know i thought dublin was the shit i went on to learn that it was not um so i was really had no idea where anything was i didn't even know where the fucking the near the nearest supermarket was at this stage okay but of course i was young i was free i was stupid 
And I had made an arrangement to meet up with somebody online, you know, a stranger who I'd never met before, you know, in Dublin, again, an area which I have zero familiarity with. And I was at the time living in a house with nine other people in Santry. So I organized to meet this stranger online who was actually living in Ballymun. Okay, now. Hmm. Now, I didn't really know a whole lot about Ballymun. I didn't, you know. I, God, I didn't even know where it was at all. I didn't know nothing about Ballymun. So this guy was like, okay, look, I'll meet you by your area and we can walk to Ballymun. I was like, okay. Now, keep in mind, it was about 3 a.m. It was about 3 a.m. Again, I'm not proud of it, but we've all been there. So meet this stranger anyway. Okay, stranger in an alley, okay, in an alley by Mazzoni's Pizza Place. Okay, so I'm walking and I'm like walking like like six feet behind this guy, you know, as he's walking, um, which, which was already a bit weird and no talking. There was no speech or whatever. And I guess we were walking for like 20 minutes, like around all these apartment blocks. It was pitch black. There was nothing was said. Uh, you know, we'd walk so long that by the time I knew that something wasn't right and I felt uncomfortable, I was like, shit, I was like, I don't know my way home. I don't know how to get back from here. So I keep following this guy and I have my hands in my pockets and, and not say, he's not saying anything. And I'm like, I, at this point in, in, in the journey, we hadn't reached Ballymon, but I knew that I was going to die. I knew that I was going to die. And my hands in my pockets and I was kind of starting to panic. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he turns around and he's like, take your hands out of your pockets. And then kept walking, you know? I was like, what? I was like, how bad is fucking Ballymun? It's not like we're walking into the prison yard. You know, I'm not going to shank somebody. Like, no one needs to fear that I have some sort of, you know, sharpened down toothbrush in my pocket that I'm ready to put into somebody's neck. No one needs to be afraid of that, okay? My hand's in my pocket because, I, I don't know, one, I'm probably trying to dial 999 on my phone, you know? But anyway, hands out of the pocket. I wasn't in a position to be like, no, I'm gonna, I'd rather keep them in, please. You know, I was like, oh, they're out of the pocket. They're out of the fucking pocket. <laughs> you know, don't hurt me. So keep walking anyway. I guess we get to Ballymun. You know, I didn't see any signage saying Ballymun. There was no welcome to Ballymun, you know. So we were approaching at a main estate, which ended up being the, the estate where he lived. So we walked or whatever. We walked to this corner house. And I was like, okay, the house doesn't look too bad. You know, it's your run-of-the-mill estate house. You know, could definitely do with a lick of paint, maybe a gardener. But anyway, we went in. And instead of going to the front door, we were going around the back. And I was like, okay. I was like, I guess. Um, you know, I guess that we're going through the back door. You know, I was like, okay, we can we can go through the back door. I don't know why. Like, I didn't know if he had any family asleep or whatever. I was hoping not. I was hoping we're going to this this private place or whatever. But we didn't stop at the back door. He kept walking, and I was like, oh lord, it gets where, where are we going? Where are we going? Um, and then I could see, you know, out from the dark because my eyes were still trying to adjust to the darkness or whatever. And it was a long back garden, like you know, had depth to it. And we were walking, and I was like. Why am I being, why am I first of all following this stranger who I have never met before in this spooky area that I've never been before? Why am I walking further and further into the unknown, into the darkness with this person? But at this point, I'd thrown in the towel. I was like, right, they caught me slipping. If I get murdered, I get murdered. You know, because I really had just, I really threw all sense to the wind or whatever. And look, it's not like, like I'm some sort of victim or whatever either, you know, or I can't defend myself. I watched 
Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels full throttle at least 200 times as a kid. So you know, you know I know how to take care of myself, you know? Um, if Drew Barrymore, Lindsay, or Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz taught me anything, it was how to whoop some ass. Um, so anyway, out of the darkness and behind a few trees, I start to see the outline of... You know, it's, it's rectangular in shape. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And we get closer and it is a shack. A literal shack. A little back, a literal backwater, like Mississippi on the swamp shack. And I was like, what is this? This is a glorified shed. You know, I was like, I'm not trying to bust it open in, in anyone's fucking shed. Do you know? Like, if I have to maneuver around garden tools, then I don't need to be here that bad. Um... So anyway, we, we opened the shed, the shack, if you will. Um, and it was just that, a little rackety shack. <clears throat> um, and we were sitting down on this couch because the shack had been done up. Like, okay, it did have like a little kitchen unit and a little sitting room and a tiny little bedroom. All in the one space, you know. As in like, if I wanted to take a shit, you know, whoever was going to be eating their breakfast was going to be seeing it. You know, which is just no way to live. Um... And we sat down on the couch again, me paralyzed with fear, being like, how the fuck did I end up in this position? You're in a shack in the middle of nowhere. You don't know where you are with this stranger, you know? Um, and I was like, oh, so what, what's the story with the shack, you know, or the shack outside someone's house? Like, what, what, what's going on here? And he was like, oh, yeah, it was actually um, my, my, my grandmother's granny flat. Um, and she actually died last week. And I was like, one, I was like, sorry for your loss, but not that sorry, because, you know, no one, I mean, Granny certainly is in a better place, you know, because, I mean, sorry, but the internal fires of hell would be a better place than some rackety old rundown shack in backwater Ballymun, you know? So regardless of her grandma's, her grandmother is gone, rest easy, young stranger, because she is certainly in a better place, okay? She is certainly in a better place. And, you know, there I was sitting there on this couch and the two of us were sitting down watching South Park on this little rackety te television in the shack. No one's speaking. This, this stranger hasn't said more than two sentences to me since we met, since we did the fucking pilgrimage, the El Camino from Santry to Ballymun, okay? Um... Still hasn't spoken more than two sentences to me. And now I'm sitting down in his dead grandmother's shack. Watching the fucking... Watching South Park. This person not speaking to me. Then I feel this, his cold, swampy little hand go down onto my knee. And I was like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I had to kind of like talk myself up. Like I had to go to the bathroom. I was looking at myself in the mirror. And I was like, okay, you got to do this get it together, get it together fast. I was like, this isn't one of these situations where I think you're going to be able to outrun this bastard. I was like, you need to just turn on the funk, turn on some moves. I was like, get it over with, get it over with. Whatever the serial killer wants, just do it. Just do it. Let him do what he wants, okay? And then he's like, uh, I can hear you because the bathroom is in the rest of the shack. <laughs> I was like, please, can I have some privacy? Um, so whatever, I, I, I collected myself, I was like, right, you're just going to do it. This person, while possibly and presumably a psychopath, 
isn't like the worst to look at you know he has a certain i guess ted bundy charm where i'm like okay you know if i'm going to go out let it be you know with a six and not a three um so he was like do you want to um move things into the bedroom and i was like oh move things into the bedroom bedroom as in move things into the bedroom oh my god i'm having a fucking stroke you guys <laughs> he was like do you want to move things into the bedroom and i was like for sure do i want to move things into the bedroom if you're referring to do i want to move three feet to my right to where your fucking bed is pressed up against the fucking wall of the shack stop calling it a bedroom okay you have me here i'm at your mercy you don't need to glam it up any more than it is i have my own eyes i can see that i'm in a shack and that i'm gonna die so yes if we could hurry it on up and move it three feet to the right I'm all about it so anyway we get into the bed <laughs> me and killer joe um and we're around the bed or whatever and you know what I I, I I I'm naked you know I'm naked I might have my pants down by my ankles but we have these raggedy there's these raggedy like net curtains you know like real old grandma shack now there's like white embroidered curtains um, and there's a full moon outside and the full moon is coming in the window, right? Like full beam. And so it hits my body as I lay on the bed, right? The, the moonlight strikes my body, right? And I light up like a porcelain doll, like a porcelain doll, like some bitch out of twilight. My skin is beaming. It's glowing. It's sparkling in this moonlight. It looks like marble, you know? And it's never looked like that before. So there is something about this whole shack dynamic of, am I going to die? Paired with the moonlight. And my body was glowing. It looked, honestly, otherworldly. Um, so um, he started going down on me. Um, I wasn't into it at all. Because it as well, okay, it's like, sure, look, someone can be giving you head. But while you're thinking at the same time, you know, oh my God, am I, is this, is this it for me? Is this curtains? You know, am I going to be stuck here, you know, roaming these, I can't even say these halls, you know? Can I stick this shack for the rest of eternity if he murders me here? Um, and while, while, while I was getting ahead, um, the cat, a cat popped up, right? On like the bedside dresser. Um, and it was only a young cat and it looked, was looking at me dead in my eyes and... And I tried to look away, but it had these big bulbous eyes just staring at me and they're like glowing in the dark. You know, these ominous little eyes glowing at me in the dark. And I was like, seriously, I was like, seriously, I was like banging the top of his head. I was like, the cat, really? I was like, can you put the cat somewhere? And he was like, no, it's my grandmother's cat. And he really hasn't left, um, really hasn't left her, her bedside since she passed. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, first of all, granny's cat, not into it, don't need her looking at me, don't need another pair of eyes judging me, okay, while I'm getting my dick sucked by, you know, American Psycho, I don't need it, and then the fact to top it all off, not only that, grandmother died in this fucking bed, not only a week later, and it was just like, what more could go wrong, you're, like, we're fucking in some dead old lady's bed, okay, her spirit is certainly still in this home, certainly still roaming these walls, and I was like, oh my God, that was the closest I came to the whole Kesha experience. Because I don't know, you guys, I felt something. I felt something. I don't know if grandma like slipped a thumb up there or what, but I felt something. I knew I had to get out of there. So literally while I was still getting ahead, 
I had my phone out and I got the, what was it at the time? It wasn't Uber, was it my taxi or whatever it was? And I got out of there and I got into the taxi, was talking to the taxi driver and he was like, um, oh, what are you doing up here? And I was like, oh, I actually just moved up here a week ago, so I don't really know my my way around. He was like, you should not, he went now, and no disrespect to the, to the good folk of Ballymun, no disrespect at all. I'm just, you know, saying what the taxi driver said. He said, oh, you shouldn't be up here at night, especially if you're not from the area. And I was like, sir, you got no idea. You got no idea what I just fucking went through, okay? Okay, I just went through a fucking shack, murderer, fucking pervy little cat, and I just, you know, I just made love. And it wasn't love, but I just did something fucking very nasty in a dead woman's bed, okay? She's probably weren't even washed. Okay, so, so I've been through it all. So just take me back to sanctuary, please. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And that was my tale of the granny flat, you know? If that doesn't chill your fucking blood, I don't know what will. Maybe our next story will just do that. Because when I read the next story sent in by a listener, I freaked out. I forget, you know when you hear something and you get like a secondhand horror, like you can feel it in your bones. This is what I felt in her next story called The Ghost of Butt Plugs Past. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> it's only a short one. I once lost a butt plug in my bum hole. It just swallowed it up. My ex was behind me and poof, gone. I didn't even notice. He sounded worried and asked me to push. That's when I started to panic. I said, what's wrong? He said, it's gone. Just gone. And my body started to tense with anxiety that there was a foreign object lodged in my asshole. After trying for a while to... After trying for a while, trying to relax my body and let it come out naturally, pushing, it wasn't budging. My ex had to pop a few fingers in and search for it. Needless to say, the mood was ruined and I couldn't let him touch me for weeks. Terrifying, if you ask me. That is fucking blood curdling. That is terrifying. Because you know when you're younger... And you like sticking stuff up your nose and up your ears. And you know, I'm sure for a lot of you, you've stuck like maybe a marble or something like that up your nose. And you know when you're pushing it and you know that the marble could get stuck in your nose. You know that's a possibility. But 
I don't know, something about the sensation. It feels something. It does something to you. I don't know if it's curiosity or whatever. And you stick that marble or whatever up your nose further and further, don't you? And, and you keep getting to these places where like, oh, nearly got stuck, nearly got stuck, until the marble does get stuck up your nose. So I know exactly how you feel. Um, but the thought of some, you know, the, it doesn't, ooh, the thought of a foreign ob- object being stuck anywhere in your body, you know, like, do you know the way when you get a splinter and you like see it under the skin and you're like, oh my God, it's not supposed to be there. It's not supposed to fucking be there. And you freak out. It's just panic throughout the body. Well, what happens when a fucking butt plow gets stuck inside your anus? You know, to the point where you can't even see it anymore, as in poof, it's gone. You know, that booty just don't swallow up the butt plug, you know? Like, what happens then? That is just sheer fucking terror. Sheer terror. Because what do you do? Okay, you're like, there's a foreign object inside of me. There is a foreign object inside of me. And I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. And it's like, oh my God, how, how soon before the butt plug starts traveling north? You know? to the point of no return and the fact of having to sit there and push and not being able to get it out and then for her poor boyfriend I mean not poor boyfriend but I mean like poor the two of them having to reach in you know like like on some sort of farm you know where, where you see like these videos of like farmers wearing these like meter long gloves and they have like fist up to their shoulder inside of some cow again dear listener not comparing you to a cow but all I'm doing is painting a picture um, for our listeners, you know, that someone has to go like fist deep to get out a butt plug. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. That is absolutely terrifying. And the whole thing is like, imagine having to go to the emergency room and be like, yes, I'm, which I guess it is pretty common, but there is a butt plug stuck up my asshole, you know? And like, you know what, me, I couldn't do it. I, I have too much anxiety. I would just live the rest of my life with that butt plug still in there, you know, until the day I died. Um... But I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. That does sound, it, it just sounds absolutely terrifying. And I can totally understand you and the ex-boyfriend not wanting to get down to the nasty for the weeks that came after that. You know, after, you know, plug gate. I can totally understand that. Because if somebody had to reach into me, you know, like a damn puppet, and pick something out, you know, that's going to that's gonna kill the mood. And and this um, listener also wrote in to say that her boyfriend, her, well, her ex-boyfriend now, ended up keeping the butt plug as a memento, you know? Um, so, good for you guys, and I'm glad that you've both moved on. And moving on from terrifying tales of beastly butt plugs, on to our next tale, which is called The Chewing Gum Ghoul. Okay, get into that. So one listener writes in, It's about somebody getting chewing gum stuck in a girl's bush and refusing to tell me who it was. Only for me to meet a lovely young lady at work who I eventually ended up in bed with. And piece by piece we started to realise we knew the same people. And then she mentioned she had gotten with the same fella that had done the chewing gum. Sticking had done the chewing gum sticking. Anyway, she left that out, but immediately upon going down on her, I realised that there was absolutely no fucking way it was her. So the morning after, I text him. Nothing but her name. And it turned out by some bizarre turn of events, I had managed to meet the very girl and sleep with her. Highly entertaining. He never told her he got the chewing gum stuck there either. He just bounced out of there. Just to be clear either, 
not hating on female body hair, perfectly normal and cool. Well, thank you for that woke addition. Now, I had to message back because I needed to wrap my head around this. You know, I had to dissect this a little more. I said, ha 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 ha. Who is chewing gum and eating pussy at the same time? Which I think is a very fair question. Who's doing that? You know, it's, it's, it's either or, it would seem. He said, honestly, that was a thing people used to do, I'm sure. But he was doing it because he had just been sick. Ugh. But sometimes the moment calls and you've just been snacking. The fuck are you supposed to do? Go brush your teeth first? That's weird. Yes, 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 yes. If, if you've just gotten sick or you've been snacking or whatever and you're about to go eat some pussy, then, then brush your teeth. You know, I would say that is just decent behavior, you know, not necessarily weird behavior. I was like, yes, maybe you do brush your teeth before, before you eat some pussy, you know. Um, eating like mints and giving lickouts because of the menthol. I don't know anyone thought it was a good plan, though. Now, I do. I am familiar. You know, something does ring a bell about the whole menthol or having a mint or a chewing gum and giving head. OK, I've heard that. I've, I'm sure I've heard something. There is something to that, like a tingling sensation. Like FYI. If you're ever in the shower, like sometimes if I'm in a rush, I used to brush my teeth in the shower. So I used to brush my teeth when I was in the shower. And if, you know, a bit of like, you, you might spit out, you know, because you'd be spitting, you, you're getting a lot of like that toothpaste and this, when the saliva mixes and whatever, it's like all in your mouth and you spit it out. If you spit that onto your penis <laughs> or pussy, right, there is something about the toothpaste that the, I guess the menthol in it or whatever, the mint gives you like this weird tingling sensation it does next time you're brushing your teeth okay let a little bit fall let a little bit drip and you will you there is something to it there's definitely a science behind it i said oh yuck ha 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 but why keep chewing gum why keep chewing like and stay eating it's one or the other you know you're either chewing your gum or you're eating some pussy not both you know not both you know the things are mutually exclusive in my opinion this listener writes, eating pussy doesn't require much use of, like, the inner mouth. Plenty of places to store that gum for later, homie. I mean, I feel like yang pussy right. First of all, if you're able to keep gum in your mouth on reserve for later on. And even if you are, I mean, like, is that the flavour you want your gum, the gum that you've been chewing on for God only knows two hours. You've just been sick, right? And you're eating chewing gum to freshen up your breath. So the chewing gum already has probably lost all of its freshness. But you want to save that for later in case what, it soaks up some pussy juice and then keep chewing, you know? Where was this in Willy Wanker's Chocolate Factory? This kind of gum, the pussy gum. Don't remember it, okay? Again, it's just maybe like... A food and I know a lot of people incorporate food with sex but really like is it necessary to be chewing gum while you're eating pussy I I can't say that it is I mean I just don't I mean let me know you know if I'm wrong if I'm completely calling this wrong and then the listener you know went on to you know just to give me more information have you ever tried to put a whole pussy in your word <laughs> have you ever tried to put a whole pussy in your mouth dimensionally it, it doesn't work <laughs> said I understand that it's all ergonomics at the end of the day isn't it it is all ergonomics when you're eating pussy do you know isn't that what Dermot Bannon says it's ergonomics when you're eating pussy um 
And the listener wrote back, exactly. Be like trying to swallow the palm of your hand. (laughs) Oh my God. That is a true horror story. That is a true sexual horror story. And you know what? Sorry to this girl. Sorry to this girl who, unbeknownst to her, I guess, had gotten some chewing gum stuck in her bush, you know? From some guy who was eating you know, going down on her, giving her head, who had just vomited and needed to have, you know, fucking airwaves, you know, and didn't even have the common decency to spit it out after. It was like, no, I'll hold on to that shit for later and ended up bouncing with the gum left in the bush, you know? All sorts of wrong here. All sorts of wrong. And what did that poor girl have to do, you know? Like smear her vag with peanut butter, you know? Try comb it out. Um, okay, so sorry to that girl. If you ever hear this, sorry to that girl. Um, and I guess big wake up call for everyone here on, you know, the ergonomics of eating some pussy. That one, possibly my favorite Halloween story ever. Um, and I, I don't have much more time left in this episode. So I'm going to try and maybe do, I don't know, one or two, sto- two more short stories max. This one comes in from a listener. Oh Lord, okay. It was a Halloween party two years ago and I was in a new relationship at the time with my ex. The whole time we were mad making out and I just wasn't 100% into it. But I proceeded for an hour or so. We then made it to the bathroom to fool around and once I went to go down on him, he ended up uh, suffering from a severe dose of shrimp dick. Maybe my intuition was warning me. So I asked this listener to define what shrimp dick, you know, means to her. What is that? What is shrimp dick? She said, about two inches long, Max, shriveled up and super thin. Never seen anything like it, but apparently happens when you get afraid or nervous. That That's what he told me. Anyways, well, let me tell you something. Or let me tell you something for the women out here. Um, yes, if you want to call it shrimp dick, okay, um, I get it. But yes, that is a thing that happens. If a guy doesn't want to have sex, if a guy's nervous, if a guy is just not feeling it or whatever and has a flaccid little shrivel up dick, then yes, you know, the dick shrivels, you know? Just like, you know, when, when, you know, so I've heard that when, you know, a vagina is super horny, it engorges, I think is the word I used, you know? So like, just like say, if 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 a girl is just not feeling it, not horny, a little scared and terrified, then the vagina closes back up doesn't it? Scientifically, yes, it, it reseals um, until it feels danger has left. Um, so it's very similar to the penis in that regards. And you know, I've been there, I've been there, I've been that guy, I've been shrimp dick before, you know? Remember, I was trying to lay down some stank to some girl in a field, okay, on a, on a soccer pitch, no less. I was like, bend it like Beckham. Um, and it was like freezing, it was December, it was so cold. I had the tiniest fucking dick you've ever seen could not get hard for the life of me, okay? Um, and like, she was like, come on already, go down, I'm fucking freezing my tits up. And I was like, I'm trying, I am trying. Um, so then I was like, okay, give me two seconds there, I'm just gonna go, there was, we were by woods as well, by the field. I was like, just let me go to the woods there, I just need to take a piss. I think that's the problem here, okay? I got too much urine and not enough cum in the system. Went behind a tree anyway, and was like, actually just started jacking off, you know? I was like, right, I was like, just let me do... A little bit of thumping before the bee starts a pumping, you know? Um, So I get it. Shrimp dick, it happens, okay? It does happen. Now, the next story that I have and our final story of this week's episode of our our scary, you know, sex stories um, comes from one listener and she says, Lol, one time I had a one night stand with this rando I met in town who couldn't get it up. 
He started fiddling on his phone while I lay there, none the bloody wiser, until I realised I could hear this quiet, faint noise. So innocent old me turned around and wasn't he playing some really freaky Asian porn trying to give himself a stiffy? Ran quicker than Usain Bolt out of that room. I said, what kind of porn? I mean, Asian porn. Yes, okay, so we've established there's Asian people in the pornography. What kind of freaky Asian porn, you know? The listener said, I didn't get a clear look because I was off my rocker, but it was bad quality and like the faces blurred out. Think it may have been of the schoolgirl caliber. And um, this listener sent a voice note to accompany um, the story. I have to voice note this bit because it's the best bit of it. The noise is like, ee, ee, ee. And that's, that was the final straw for me. <laughs> mm. My God, there's... <laughs> what was happening in that school? <laughs> I'm enrolling next summer. <laughs> um, oh. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, you know, but I get it. You know, if, if you're coming back fr- from a night on like, I mean, like you said, you were wrecked, you were rocked, you were out of it. Then you know what? The penis just simply won't function with amounts of alcohol or drugs in it. It won't, you know. Now, a lot of people who do drugs, you know, or drink excessively, but still want to have sex. A lot of young people will actually buy Viagra, you know. So they can continue writing and they're not getting like coke dick or whiskey dick or whatever you want to call it. So there are ways and means around it. I would say, you know, maybe if you're going to be having sex, you know, while you're that out of it, I would say invest in Viagra. It's not that hard at all to get your hands on, um, you know. But look, who am I to judge? If you were into the eek, eek, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Now that is it from us for this week's episode of the Mind Poppers podcast. I hoped that you enjoyed these scary tales. Do not let the overwhelming gloom surrounding all of our current situations, whether you're listening here with me in Ireland. I know that there are people listening to this podcast in a lot of areas around the world. The last time I checked, Mind Poppers was being listened to in over 63 countries around the world. So we're not alone. We're all going through this shite together. Um, And I'll be here every Wednesday for you, you know, for our escape, our escape together, where the rest of the world just fades away and we can focus on the real fucked up shit going on. Until next time, I have been your host, Adam O'Reilly. I will be back next week with a whole array of spooky Halloween mind poppers. In the meantime, stay woke. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.